funny if they made that sound because it's kind of a Charles DeGiorgi sound. <laughs> like, I think that maybe they didn't make that sound and it was his fault somehow. Oh, that's so Because he has that, like, oh, oh voice. Yeah, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so good. Whenever I hear that in Side Character Quest, I'm like, is this Charles DeGiorgi? Is this the tie in? Is, <laughs> is this where oh, it happens? Man. Yeah, um, I've got to thank, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Kramer, who narrates uh, the Mistborn series. Uh, because oh. he uses a, a voice very similar to that for his character Breeze. And I just like, he is such a freaking good narrator. He elevates everything he does. And, uh, and I that, haven't heard of him. Oh, man. I mean, I, I only know him through the work he's done for Brandon Sanderson novels. And he and his wife, uh, who, who help, um, they both do the Stormlight archives together. They are just so freaking good just so good i remember um for for a lot of the novel the, a lot of the series that he does he's the only narrator but uh on stormlight archives his wife came in to narrate half of it and at first i was like oh man i'm not gonna get to hear michael kramer who's so good he's so good but then she started doing it and i realized oh fuck oh fuck they're a power couple they're like oh, no. they're amazing a they're narrator power couple a narrator power couple they're so good uh, oh that's awesome I, and so I, that was the inspiration for that voice that was the inspiration for that voice cuz that's actually i i kind of wanted to talk about that when you come up with character voices for all the different characters that yeah. you play on side character quest do you have a repertoire of voices that you've done with jokes with friends or do you typically think like, oh, here's a personality trait and like a cliche or how do you go about creating voices? Dude, there is, ah oh man, there's a lot of, that is a good question. Okay, so there, I think at the beginning it was it was probably a bit of uh, that that sort of like repertoire of uh, of voices that I had done jokes with friends and stuff. But eventually it it started to become I would think of like all of the different pieces that I had. The, the different pieces that I could mess with and I would try to mash some of them together. So so for uh, so if you had a voice and you were like, oh, this voice kind of sits in the back of my throat. What if I took this other voice and tried to place it there kind of thing? Yes, there is a character who shows up late in Lore's arc who was a um, she was dwarven uh, and she was very old. And so uh, I tried to take the voice of Wark. He has the up and down. Um, yep. And he's, uh, 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 and I tried, tried to take Alberta, who was honestly a mix of, um, she was a mix of part, 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 the, the father part. Yep. Yeah, a mix of that and of like just my general old man voice. So, so Alberta was that, was those two voices together. And then this character from the end of Lore's arc was a mix of, Alberta and Wark uh, because there's an older dwarf, older human, and then a dwarf mix them together. Um, so it's an active mashup process that you kind of go through. Exactly. Exactly. There's another character that's coming up that hasn't been released yet who uh, speaks with a um, French accent. And I don't know why I decided this, but I decided that uh, the main um, dragonborn accent in my world is French. 
I love that so much. <laughs> and also because you do a really good one. Oh, like that's a hard you. accent to do. I, I can tell because because I heard all of you. Okay, so you're you are on WIDK. Yes. My name is Mason. I'm an engineer with the Scavengers Network. I'm a super fan of Side Character Quest, and I'm also one of the hosts of I Don't Know Radio. And recently you guys had an amazing segment uh, where you had a guest from the UK and yeah. you and uh, uh, so your name is Mason and uh, you play a character called Fishstick and then you have. Yeah. And I recently got permission to admit that in public. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you have a friend uh, or also on the show named who's playing the professor. Is that right? Yes. I actually don't know if he's allowed to use his name because he works for the state. So there might put, be a cut around that. I will censor that out. But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys were doing a bit where you were trying out different accents. And I remember at the end, you guys were doing French and I was just like, oh boy, these are rough. It's so bad. It's so, I can't do it. It's the, oh, I, I can't place it. Actually, I don't know if you want to. I don't know if this is what you want to do with this episode. But if you want to give me some pointers on a French accent, really quickly, I man, if if you had asked me at a different time, like if you had asked me ahead of time, I could I could probably do it. Uh, the problem that I have is that um, so so I had a uh, I, okay. First of all, let me say I know my French accent's not perfect. No, it's not perfect, but it's good. I will I will. I'm just gonna say that for anybody that actually like speaks French. But I, I think that it's it's one of my better ones, certainly better than my received English, which is like rough. Ah, uh, but but the thing is that I had a, a French teacher in high school and she had a very, like very, very thick accent. And when you're taking a class from someone who has a very thick French accent for a year, you just have to like figure it out. And you hear a lot of words you wouldn't hear from French media or something, just conversational accent. Exactly, exactly. And, and she, you know, she starts correcting our American accent when we're speaking in French. And so that starts to make us think about it in a different way. Um, can, can you at least do our test sentence in your best French accent? Oh, what was it? It was Sacre Bleu, this bread, it makes me moist. Sacre Bleu, this bread makes me moist. That, see, that was taste. That was enticing. That was French. That was French. <laughs> French. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, the part of the reason that I know my French accent isn't perfect is because I have a very hard time telling the Mon, uh, Montreal accent from the Parisian accent. And according to people from Paris, they sound uh, nothing alike. Um, right. It's it's like all the different regions in England. There's yeah. You can tell what block someone grew up on, what county they're from from yeah. that. Why is um, like? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna keep pivoting, but if you've got a, a comment, you pivot. You pivot. I'll pivot. Mine was unimportant. Get ready for this. When you are mashing up voices and trying to come up with them, has there been a character so far in the show where you've committed to a voice that you regretted like a lot? Oh boy, I am one hundred percent sure of that. Um, so, so I, I, while I try to think of a character in the show where I felt that way, I will say in in a non podcast campaign that I've been doing. Um, with with Eli and Mallory and uh, Daryl, who some people might remember from our, our April Fool's episode, uh, the game that we've been doing with them, I was playing a character who was a former member of the Empire in Star Wars, and they speak in a very like proper received English. Ah, I struggle with that so much. It is with so, RP with RP. It is so so hard. Um, received pronunciation. Sorry. Yeah. That is a hard one. 
I don't know. I don't have a great one either, but something that I, for, I did a show, I did the importance of being earnest once. And we had a, a, a voice coach doing that. And she said to do RP, you have to imagine as though you're speaking through a door jam because mm -hmm. it's very, very vertical. That wasn't even RP, but like keeping your, like think, think fish mouth and don't like, was the tip she gave? Very vert, very no. Uh, very vertical. Very vertical. The prime minister. Well, I always want to. I always, I always want to like switch to the back of my throat when I'm, I'm talking like that. Well, your natural voice kind of sits back there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that probably influences it a lot, uh, which probably helps with uh, the French because that's a very like guttural, uh, back of the throat kind of voice. Another question about character voices while we're doing this. Do you ever find your repertoire, like, do you ever struggle with creating? I know there's a couple of times where you've been like, oh, I got to come up with a voice for this person. And uh, like, so on WIDK, to relate this to sort of my own experience, when we do a bunch of fake commercials and a lot of the time we produce them in-house, which I want to get more people doing them for us because mm -hmm. I like that. But also I, I tend to find like I have expended my entire repertoire and then trying to mash them up is tricky. And I haven't noticed a ton of like repeat voices on your show, and you voice a lot of NPCs. There are a couple that will have the sort of Charles de George esque cadence. Yeah, yeah. But you do a really good job at at not doing that. Yeah. Um. So so there's a couple of things that I I think about. Uh, one is that um I so first of all I feel like I'm hitting my limit. <laughs> I'm getting I'm <laughs> getting there. Um and. It's which makes it a little difficult. Um, but another thing is like really trying to think about those like think about those different fragments uh, thinking about. Um, OK, so so just for example, like I can I can take um, so I can take my old man voice and apply it to any of the other voices. And that doubles my voices. Right. Yeah. And I can take uh, I I can I can go deeper on any of the character voices and that doubles my voices and I can those two those two are physically difficult to do at the same time together old and deep well <gasps> that is wow that's true huh I hadn't thought about that because it's it's deep and I tried to do one for an ad recently where I was like I want to be like a big rowdy old man and I couldn't <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> what good audio that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is very hard oh, yes. well, that is very true that is hard to do buy my CDs yeah um, but uh but sorry we'll repeat the question I was it was more of a it was more of a comment I guess in that you seem to do really well at not repeating voices yeah I I think um another uh part of the reason for that is that I have a good idea in my head of all of the major characters that have shown up in the show and because i i have a just like a nice running tally of my of the characters i haven't really i don't think i've forgotten any of them um which makes it easy to be like oh shit this character is this character voice that i was going to use is too close to this other other person um and so i can i can adjust for that um so then uh, okay, so even some might sound the same if I were to go back and try and look for it, but you're really good at separating them within location and whatnot. Yeah. Your GM brain is strong and your GMery, G memory. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I, I try not to do too many character voices that would, like, meet each other. 
Um, and for for example, like I, I use um, Southern accents a lot for a lot of different a lot of different characters. I've noticed, and um, that that's an intentional thing. Uh, like that's not just because that's what I have on file, um, right? But it's because the show is loosely based right down in the uh, um, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, it's it's vaguely it's vaguely like southeastern inspired in the climate and and everything, and so I right. So there's a there's a thing with with accents where which, which people don't really think about that there, there's a certain amount of um, of like people associate negative things with certain accents. And I like to be able to do a southern accent in a context that's not making fun of people with southern accents. Yeah, no, you know, and if you're talking to someone who is guilty of doing that a lot, <laughs> you pick the right guest um, because that. Being from the north, as I am from up in Vermont, New Hampshire, there is a tendency to do that accent for comedic effect, um, mm-hmm. which isn't fair. So I actually have really appreciated that you do that. And we try not to do that often, too. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. The whole thing about trying to not do the same voices in sort of an area where those characters would meet each other. One more comment, and then it leads me into another question I had. Um, I think my favorite voice that you've done so far is probably Daniel, the uh, assistant <laughs> to Alton. I just... I just love it. So what inspired that voice before we get to the next question I have? Was it oh boy. Davenport? Oh. Because it has a Davenport-esque quality to it. It does. And they're both gnomes, aren't they? They are. Um, no, I was trying to. So so I don't know that there was a specific inspiration there. I think that I was, I was mostly just trying to do a, like, like a, I, I wanted to instill a, um, a paternal feeling in Mallory for this character and so I was trying so going for that that childlike wonder almost oh okay boss hey I, I, yeah specifically I was I was trying to get the um the like crack in the voice yeah uh and and I also I also knew uh so that was the first arc where I had a I, I've mentioned this before I try to challenge myself with every arc to do something new and one of the things that I was challenging myself with that one was to have a a large cast planned up front and so i had a lot of time to like think about differentiating all of their voices i love it that is as far as story goes that has been one of my favorite like in terms of the environment that you place the character in and the story they go through that has been like who doesn't love a good old heist and then complications you know (laughs) so i feel like um because another tricky thing is that you you write a, a campaign for only one player, yeah. which is a difficult feat to pull off in itself because you've got to get introductions, you've got to establish what this character is like, and you don't want to dwell on it too long because you're doing this many, 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 many times because mm-hmm. your show is all short arcs. So I feel like that one, that arc in particular, had the tightest introduction that kept you, like, pulled you right into the story immediately. Yeah. And is that the hardest part about designing a campaign for only one player, or what is the hardest it, part? It totally is. Okay, so I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, so first of all, on, on that particular note, my initial plan for for how to intro that uh, Alton's arc was to start with Alton giving a speech to like a a, a guilds meeting, like to all oh, of the that's hard guilds leaders, and I was like. Mallory will bow out. She will be like, I can't do this. She'll, she'll straight up kill you. She would, yeah. she would have killed me. Um, I was just like, I, this is not going to happen. Uh, so, so I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Sorry. Uh, remind me, uh, question. Um, uh, what is the hardest part about designing a campaign for only one player? Okay. Is it that starting out? 
that is that is really my concern. It's really hard to get to the point where I feel like listeners care about characters where where they where it, they're not just listening for the game show aspect of D&D, which I think is there. And I like I wouldn't want to make this just an audio drama. I, I want to maintain the roles um, of it. I want to maintain yeah, go ahead. I am I I love that because um I feel like that gives it a lot of character to it because that's that's the magic of an actual play podcast, isn't it? Is that it's actually people playing this game. So I think I'm gonna totally sidetrack the conversation if I say this. No, go ahead. But I think how you've pulled in audio drama elements in the later arcs of lore, bringing in sound effects and stuff, adds like you I feel like you have hit a critical balance that has made it just a perfect show. Because it's an actual play podcast, you keep the roles in, and it's actual dice that you're hitting the table, and there's a charm to that. Yeah. And yet, it's still got that audio drama element that pulls you into the story. Um, I love that. And like you said, the hardest part is making people care about these characters for such a short arc and a short period of time, because that is what people latch onto, right, is... You listen to a show for the theme of it because you're like, oh, this is a cool idea for a show. And then you fall in love with the people who do it. So in your show where you have characters that are constantly being introduced, I can only imagine how much you have to think about that and plan. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a worry. And like one thing that I've one thing I've been trying to think about more, which which I, I'm I'm still sort of juggling with is um, having recurring PCs or NPCs. Uh, and having them come back faster so that like people can like have that to latch onto, and so they're 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 at, at the very least you know seeing how these different uh players interact with different people like uh have you listened to it's fine if you haven't have you listened to ellen's arc yet uh that's after alton she plays quail yes I have not. That is fine. Because like I said, I, I stopped listening to podcasts for a while because I got sick of people talking to me. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just, so, uh, just so I know how, what to avoid. What have you listened to and what have you not listened to yet? It's perfectly fine. By the way, listener, I'm totally okay if you jump around the show. Right. I know because I'm bad because I listened to Sir Roderick up through um, Deirdre's arc and then I jumped all the way to Lore <laughs> and now I'm doing Mallory's arc, which is uh, Alton. 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 And yeah. I have done the first two episodes um, of that because I've sort of just recently gotten back on the podcast bandwagon and uh, I did catch up on Taz Amnesty because it finished and I didn't oh, want to read spoilers. So now oh, I'm man. back on my side character quest haul. That's a different podcast. You need to take a break from <laughs> this is just advice from me to you. I don't know if I'm going to include this. You need to take a break from side character quest for a minute to listen to the most recent live show on Taz. It starts strong. It ends and it ended in a way that made me go, this is maybe the best one of the this is definitely one of the greatest episodes of the Adventure Zone so far. The way it ends. I'm going to put that off until I finish Alton's arc. OK, that's fair. And then I'm going to come back because I, I am really invested in where Alton is right now. <laughs> OK. And that and what you mentioned a moment ago about having more recurring NPCs. That's another question that I had was, do you. I know that you kind of tell the story like Dark Souls, where it's like reading the item descriptions to get the background. And I think Eli has said that before. Do you foresee that overarching background story coming to a head and taking the forefront? Or does that defeat the whole purpose of the show? So I'm not 100 percent like just to be completely upfront, I'm not 100 percent sure how I plan on it all coming to a head. Um, well, like if the wall climbers do something crazy or the wall comes down or something. Yeah. So so there's OK. So I definitely have I will say this. 
I have an idea in my mind for the for what I want to be the final arc. And my plan originally was uh, as when I was first started making the show, when I first started recording it was that, OK, so just just being realistic about how podcasts usually go, they usually die out eventually. They usually die out like within like 20, 30 episodes. So I was like, this is probably going to die uh, lose steam at some point. So but at the very least, I want to when I realize that it's wrapping up, I want to do this one, this one arc that I have planned. Um, I have realized that, like, this show has legs. It's got staying power. And so. Right. Because you made a comment on Twitter after I think the professor posted a meme that was like, let me be on your uh, show. <laughs> and you were like, everybody wants to be on this now yeah. because it's it's a unique concept. There's a lot of actual play podcasts, but not a lot that are doing what you do. So yeah, that's yeah. why I don't know if it'd be possible for you to bring the overarching background story without it becoming main character quest, you know? Exactly. Or do you continue it like Dark Souls did and you keep sort of the entire lore under wraps well, you just focus on the lives of the people around. Yeah. So so what I've what I've thought about is um, if it becomes OK, so if it becomes clear that the show is like if it becomes clear that I'm going to have to stop stop doing the show for some reason, which I will say up front is not on the horizon. I, I do not see that being a possibility for this foreseeable future. Um, but if that was to happen, uh, then I would do like a final arc to wrap up the wrap up everything, tie everything together. I have a way in mind to tie everything together at the end. I want you to tell me so bad, but I also don't want you to tell me at all. Not going to tell you at all. <laughs> that's, I'm on that fence. And that that's another you like you record so far ahead. You are incredibly organized. I don't know how much of a look into the background you, re- you generally give, but you record so far in advance. How do you not twist things up? and um, get things confused. Hold on to that thought. I'm going to finish this this other thought. If I, you know, if it's if it's things are winding down then I'll I will like give people a finale. More likely than like it, it is also possible though that um you know if, if things if the show keeps going as it is, then it's possible that I might uh turn that finale into like a world-changing thing. A season finale, a season, a season finale, essentially, where this thing happens and then the setting change changes dramatically and future arcs are massively changed because of what happens in this finale. Gotcha. The third way things could go is we You are such a fucking planner. (laughs) We could wrap things. I could wrap things up with this this finale that I have in mind. And then when that happens, when that things wrap up. We we have the finale and then I continue the show in a new setting. So which I have. Oh, oh, so you wouldn't just change the world. You say this happens. Here's a different part of the the universe. Here's a completely different setting. I have a few. I have a few different settings in mind. Would you switch game systems if that happened? I've thought about that because I know you did Monster of the Week for Deirdre's arc, but then you went right back to D&D. So I'm willing to change game systems at any point if it like oh. the the only reason that i have stuck with D is because it is the system that i am most comfortable dming um i felt when when i did monster of the week it was literally my first time dming monster of the week and i while i really enjoyed that arc and i feel like there was some amazing things that happened with that i felt like i i felt like there were ways that i could have done better 
Um, because you were in a D&D headspace, and it's a very different game. It's a very different game. I do want to say that I love, I have loved all of your PCs. Deirdre was the one PC. I had no idea what they were going to do. It. Silas, you mean? Or Silas. Wow, yeah, sorry. Silas was the one NPC. I had no idea what they were going to do next. Amber, they are just such an unbelievably unique thinking person. I know I, it blows my mind, and I love that. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be seeing them tomorrow, and uh, I'm I'm just looking so much looking forward to hanging out with them. Um, Please they're, they're, tell them that at one random person from the internet <laughs> absolutely loves the way their brain works. I definitely will. I definitely okay. will. You had a, you had another question, and I I pulled back from that. What was that? Oh, it was you record so far ahead. You're such a planner that have you ever gotten confused about timelines or whatnot between PCs? Um, so and it's uh, okay if that's just a no because I've got a bunch more questions. <laughs> so uh, I'll try to answer this quick then. Um, the on the grand scale, no, I, I don't think I've ever lost track of any any major plot points or anything like that. On a small scale, yes. So um, a future player and I are recording an, an upcoming arc, and we are taking like a month long break between the second episode and the third episode and i have completely forgotten where characters were like like not what was happening but where characters physically were and like what they were about to do and so i'm gonna have to re-listen to it before sunday when i record with them um, is is that the only downside you've had in doing a fiction podcast in which you (laughs) plan so far ahead that things get twisty uh Boy, um, there there have been a few other things like uh, I I want to I want to try to make um, the timeline like 100 percent the timeline and the physical space of things 100 percent make sense all the time. It's so hard. (laughs) So so like I just have to abandon it. Yeah, I I I can't keep it straight with four people in a fictional show where we make everything up. So yeah. I, I can't imagine in a show where you actually have a storyline that needs to be consistent being able to do that. I, I've, I'm pretty thankful that I, I haven't had any. Oh, see, as soon as I say this, I realize this is a challenge that I'm going to set for myself. I so far. <laughs> oh, fuck. I really want to do this now. God damn it. Oh, what God. is it? What um, is it? I really. <laughs> I was just about to say that I'm very fortunate that I haven't had a I haven't had an arc at this point where I'm doing two separate stories, story arcs that are happening concurrently in the same place. Well, I guess you're going to now. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, no. What have I done? Oh, that's funny. And especially like you're doing it. You're doing it so much with like one other person that our role-playing games can be thrown off by one decision you didn't see coming oh but they can also be made so much better by that yeah i couldn't imagine running two at the same time but another question i do have is what has been so far the best like oh my god you're brilliant moment that a player character has made like a choice someone's made that has just made you so happy or in the moment i didn't think of that but that's brilliant yeah in the in the heat of the the improv moment in the moment fuck um so there is there are a couple of of moments. Uh, if you want a second to think, my favorite was when Silas refused help right at the beginning of their goddamn arc. Uh, <laughs> that that came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, suddenly this character has become very interesting. Yeah. So that that made me very happy when I started when I was editing it. But when I was in the moment, I was just like, <laughs> you were probably like, what the fuck, dude? 
What are you doing? Because because that whole that whole sequence was supposed to happen so differently. Like I was expecting them to get pulled out of the water. They were going to observe Clara and I was expecting them to like go up and talk to them. And like I, I expected that to happen so differently. I could tell you had a weird energy that would totally told that you were off on like you were walking on only your left leg. That's not a saying that people say, but it's something I've started just now. Uh, so um, what was the question again? You were. The question was, um, what's the best, oh my God, you're brilliant moment, but you were talking about when Silas made that bad decision. Yes. Or not bad decision, <laughs> different decision than you expect. It was a great decision. Yes. Um, so there, there's a few different things that come to mind. There's there's one that I, I don't know if I want to say because I know that you haven't listened to all of Lore's arc yet, and there's a thing that he does at one point that, I, that Eli does uh, that I just absolutely love. Um, Listeners to this will have gotten there, though, so if you want to say it, I'll just take my headphones off and you just nod when you're done with the spoilers, and I'll move to the next question. Okay, sounds good. The thing that I that I loved was the scene with Eli um, talking to uh, to the peak, Lore's grandmother, I thought was very moving and very powerful, and we almost lost that audio, so I'm very glad we kept it. Okay, I didn't hear that because I took off my headphones for no spoilers, Yeah, but I... I'm going to pretend that I did, and you can leave this in or cut it out. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, that moment really just got me. You know, I knew that you weren't expecting it, but I could just tell. So, so the fun thing was that good acting. Was that believable? Oh, that was great acting. Was uh, it applicable? <laughs> it was. It was vaguely <laughs> applicable. Um, Perfect. The 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 that's the title of my audio <laughs> autobiography. The fun thing about that moment that I loved was that um, immediately after Lore, or after Eli finished it. He said, okay, one second. I think that I might have lost all that audio. Oh, 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 there is nothing worse in the world than being the person who edits a podcast and hearing someone say those words out loud. Oof. You know what, what's also amazing? What? Um, he did lose that audio. And then he, we re-recorded that segment and he did it better. Oh, damn. That never happens. It never happens. Because there's like the magic of the moment or whatever. So that's amazing. I was so happy. I do have um, one more question for you. Uh, be actually, how, where, since we have seven minutes. We have time um, for like one or two. I, I, we should probably wrap up at like 827 at the latest. So what? Obviously, you have a love of tabletop role playing games and you run a campaign with Eli and Mallory because um, you mentioned that on the show. What got you into doing it in the first place? Like, what was your introduction to D&D? &D? So, so first of all, I'll, I'll say that um, I, I don't run the campaign with with uh, Eli and Mallory. Uh, Eli's running that. Oh, because that would be too much for me to do. Uh, I see. I thought you did. I just thought I mean, you're already crazy, crazy for doing what you already do. And I thought you were just even crazier than you are. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eli, uh, I, I, I know basically nothing about Star Wars. So when Eli just proposed doing a Force and Destiny uh, campaign. The Scavengers um, Network. I built Creator a character driven. who Community knew focused. nothing about treasured content. The rest of the galaxy. <laughs> you know what, dude? You told me that. <laughs> you totally told me that, and I knew that. Um, but but yeah, what got me into tabletop role playing games? Um, this is actually a pretty quick answer to or a quick question to answer. Uh, basically, I was in college, and so I, I tried it once when I was in like middle school, but I was doing it with my brother, and it did not go well. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but in college, uh, one day Eli just messaged me and was like hey i have like eight or nine people that are coming over to play D D. do you want to be one of them and i did i was like sure i guess 
And we played a fourth edition, which a lot of people view very negatively, and I understand why. Um, but I had a great time, and it, it got us started. And uh, it was that was also the time that I learned that eight to nine people is too many people to have in a and d party. That's a lot of people. I feel like the sweet spot is honestly three to four. Uh, I feel like that's the yep. best the best number. For party and then a DM. Yeah, and then a DM. I, I, I'm i in a D&D group that has five people total, one of them being the DM, and I feel like that has been very good. That I feel like that's the max. Any more than that, and like people start to zone out. Right, and because you already, in a group, you'll have people who are quiet and people who are loud and people who take action. Yeah. And come, yeah. But anyway, next question. Final question that I have for you right now is... Um, who are the joy drops, dude? And why is their music so f- so fucking good? I I I love it. I love the theme music, and I've been meaning to look them up. How do you know them? Who are they? So the joy drops. So I, I had the idea in my mind that I wanted this show to immediately from the drop not feel like a traditional D and D podcast. So I, I didn't want to use like like a mandal, you know, just like a like ding 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 ding. Your typical fantasy cliche music. Yeah, and I also didn't want it to sound epic because by the very nature of what the show is, it's generally not epic it's very rarely epic by the strict definition of the word the colloquial one i would say it's pretty epic well thank you thank you so so i basically went on to uh free mark uh, free music archive and just started looking up um jazz and swing uh music originally i was looking for like old timey oh. stuff but like stuff with like a bit of a, a recorded on vinyl sound but i couldn't find anything that felt right that was uh that was public domain so i found one that was like i I found one and i I sent them i found okay so i found one in free music archive that according to the license i would be free to use no matter what no matter what but i just to be safe i i messaged them on facebook and i said something along the lines of uh in this was in uh almost almost two years ago uh, it's September of 2017. I said, hello, I'm thinking about making a podcast, though I am at the very early stages and I'm working on it by myself. So who knows if it'll actually happen? <laughs> I was bumbling around free music archive and found your track. Uh, not drunk by the joy drops. I saw in the description that you actually intended for people to use these in podcasts, which is perfect. I was just wondering if if I do end up making and publishing a podcast using bits of this track for interstitial music, how would you like to be credited? Would you like that? Uh, would would something like this work? And then I put in the thing that I say at the end of the show every time. And then they responded with, Ty, this is the perfect credit. I like the wording. If we can help out again, don't hesitate to ask. Oh, that's awesome. I know. And I... Uh, never messaged them again until uh, March of 2018 after I had put out a couple of episodes and knew that it was actually going to keep happening. Uh, yep. And they just said, that's rad, Ty. Thanks for letting us know. Oh, that's cool. And uh, that's the last time I've talked to him. <laughs> March of 2018. That's amazing. I love it. Uh, the plinky plunk. It's just perfect. It's it sets a good perfect. vibe. It always makes me smile. They're, they're, they're such good musicians. I, I, I need to like... See if they're still active. I assume, I hope they are because they're they're so good. Um, yeah, yeah, I love them. Love them. That's perfect. Well, Ty, 
I almost just wrapped this up as though I was interviewing you. Ty, it's been great talking to you about your podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's been a really fun time. I've really enjoyed this. And hopefully in November, you'll be making a cameo on, I don't know, radio, possibly bringing some D&D to yes. our universe. Yes. Which will be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. I've been thinking about uh, what uh, my fake radio name will be. Um, oh boy, <laughs> I have not. I have not decided yet. I mean, I suppose I could just come on as Charles de George. Uh, we'll we'll see. You, can you do that voice for a full forty-five minutes? <laughs> I probably, honestly, I, I slip into it whenever I try to do the the bargainer. So like, oh perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So we'll see you over there in some capacity. See you over there in some capacity. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, just I, I don't think what we started said this at the beginning, but um, this has been uh, Mason from uh, who plays fish stick on i don't know radio um w-i-d-k and uh yeah but more importantly i'm a huge fucking fan of side character quest so i'm really stoked that you brought me on for this q a he's actually the guy that got me onto the scavengers network so uh, everybody thank him for for that for me being legit no thank you for joining up because you bring so much to the table and one last note i know we got to wrap this up one last note is that your audio production value on your show is amazing and as a super duper audio nerd i just it makes me happy to hear your show so amazingly produced thank you very kindly because widk it, it is a it is a fake like a, a parody of a morning zoo and it sounds like the it sounds like the real thing it sounds <laughs> top notch and so you saying that about me who does a uh, fly by night uh, <laughs> um, haphazard <laughs> amateur thing that that means a lot so yeah man nah dude it slaps i love side <laughs> character quest i think that's what the kids are saying <laughs> that that is it is the slaps all right man well, I have to go and uh, record a segment with Mallory and um, and Eli. Or you may have already done that. Or I may have already done it. It depends on uh, <laughs> what order I end up putting these in. But uh, but yeah, thank you again. And I will I will be listed. I don't know how to sign this off. Um, let's pitter patter on out of here. I will catch you on the flippity flop. Whenever it drippity drops. Baba ganoush. Boom. <laughs> Baba ganoush. <laughs> different this time which is a soft open where we're just kind of talking until we decide that it, we are into the show and then we say like oh yeah so this is a side character questions episode um unless unless one of you guys had a specific plan way that you wanted to open um but i assume you don't wow that's pretty hurtful time <laughs> so wait you're uh, the only one who can improv an introduction i mean hurtful. i guess i'm not hurtful i, I guess it, it's it's less that i'm the only one not it's less that I am the only one who can improv an introduction and more that I'm the one that takes the initiative and by which I mean, hi, and welcome to Side Character Quest. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to be doing a uh, Side Character Questions episode. And uh, with me today, we've got a, a couple of uh, returning guests. We've got ourselves a um, Eli. Hello. Oh, my God. Hi. He just finished... You just finished playing the, the lore, lore character. Are you tired of me yet? <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a uh, Mallory. Hi. <laughs> Mallory. Uh, sorry, I'm so afraid to talk because my microphone's making weird noises. 
Thank you for saying that up front. If Mallory's microphone gets all bippity and boppity uh, during this episode, we apologize. Um, we will try to avoid it. Uh, but if it happens, it happens. Fuck it. Deal with it. I will sit in silence as much as possible. No! You are welcome to always talk until I raise my hand to indicate something has gone wrong. Uh, so yeah, this we're gonna be doing a bunch of, a bunch of questions and stuff. Uh, uh, Eli, do you have any questions to start off? Let's just jump the fuck in. Yeah, I thought I'd um, start with a real, just light, fun one uh, for you, Ty. Um, so this is taking us back to that first arc with Roderick. Just real quick, Ty, how dare you? <laughs> um, I dare. The reason that I did that, um, which which I might have mentioned on the show before. Um, so okay, first of all, first of all. <laughs> Spoilers, ahoy! Uh, be be careful. If, if you have not listened to all of the series, be prepared to find out th- about things that happen. Um, so when I when I started planning Roderick's arc, I prepared myself very strongly for the idea that he might not make it through the arc, and the reason behind that was that um, I've ha- I've never really put people in danger before. In, hmm. in our, our non-podcast campaigns, and I felt like I needed to... You had this... Eli's having a searching look on his face. You had this exact same... I just recently listened to the Last Side Character Questions episode. You did the exact same thing last time, and you realized that, no, I've never killed any of your characters. It was always Daryl. It was always Daryl. <laughs> yes, we're not going to rehash that conversation here. Maybe Roderick just wasn't that strong. Whoa! 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 Uh, Dare? Damn it! Ty, can we have a battle royale episode? Roderick versus Alton. Uh, I I don't think that would go well for anyone involved. Um, <laughs> uh, what's another question you got? I feel like you didn't really tell me how you dared, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Mallory, do you want to read off a question, or you, how do how do we want to? Sure, just, give me like a second. I know that I should have them pulled up. I could I could ask a question if you'd like. No, I like this one. I like this one. Okay. For Ty, what? Oh, this question is worded <laughs> in a way that. Okay, what has been so far the best? Oh my God, your brilliant moment you've had with a player when they've made a choice that you didn't expect or super loved. I'm very sorry to tell you this, but I've already answered that question. Well, fine. (laughs) Then why is it in this document, Ty? Sorry, I recorded. There was a a very small gap of just a few moments. Uh, No, don't. Hey, don't even worry about it. I'm done. I'm done. Let Let me see if there's any others that I should remove. No, no. No, no. Fucking quit. I have a question for Eli, then. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I didn't right. mean that to sound aggressive towards Eli. <laughs> <laughs> who is a... I got some questions. <laughs> who is a character you would like another character to meet? That's a fun one. Mm. <sighs> that is a fun one. I'm trying to think of, like... All the fun, different combinations. Well, so Alton already met Ellen Quayle, so that's fun. Yeah, they were not intended to be a player character when that happened, but things changed. Yeah, I guess Silas and Laura kind of met. I'm not asking who's already met. (laughs) 
It's asking, who do you want to meet? I'm thinking, I'm going through my thought process. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, okay, I think having... Uh, I should have looked at these questions beforehand and thought about them so you can delete all this thinking, Ty. Uh, I think having Annie and Lore meet would be interesting because of they're both really into nature and have very different ways of working with it. You know? You know what I mean? Because, like, Annie was all a wizard and Lore was an angry asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, the other magical class in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, you have your your wizards, your uh, paladins, your clerics, your sorcerers, and your angry (laughs) angry assholes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think having them two meet and talk about nature, but mostly Lore just rant angrily about how people suck, and Annie just being like, no, (laughs) (laughs) would be pretty fun. What about you, Mallory? Oh, I want. Uh-huh. No, I, I had a thought about this. I want Deirdre and Wark to meet. Oh, that's lovely. Right? I feel like they would just get along so well and there would be all kinds of cool story <laughs> stuff that would unfold from that. I feel like that would be. Those are probably the two most wholesome characters. Right? I love them both. Well, okay. <laughs> So, so yes, I feel like that would go so lovely until uh, Deirdre just fucking mercs so, uh, like some monster and Wark is just like, what? What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what just happened? Uh, that'd be so beautiful. I'd love it. The way the way you're able to quickly do Wark's voice at the drop <laughs> of a hat. Quick, Mallory, name an NPC. No, it's you know why he can do that. It's because it's the same voice as um. Oh, oh no. How have I forgotten our, our dear friend with the peg leg from our other campaign? Oh, it's Sean DePew. It's Sean, yeah. It is, it is not it, Sean. It's him with an accent. Okay, so listener, there's a character um, from Sean, uh, named Sean DePew uh, from a, uh, a, a non-podcast campaign that we did who uh, spoke like a pirate. He spoke like this. Which was it was just not how work talks. It's the same. It's the same voice, different accent, uh, different cadence. I would say. Fuck off, Ty. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, that's who I think of every time, and that's why that's why I feel like I, as a player, immediately realized that I was going to bring Laura or work on this adventure with me because it's like, oh, it's Sean again. Oh, that's nice. I like it. It's another gruff, gruff bearded pirate kind of man. Uh, if you guys want to hear me uh, uh, do a, a another show as a, a as a pirate man, then uh, you should listen to um, Rolling Dem Crossbones on Rolling Misadventures. I recently guested on those episodes uh, of that show, and it was, it was very fun. Um, that was smooth. Anyway, yeah, thank you. All right, let's let's go on to it. I have a question uh, that was asked by uh, by Mason. Either we just had on or we will have on in the future, depending on how I edit this show. Uh, <laughs> and he asks and then I right here I edit in his question. Hi, Mallory. This is Mason pre-recorded, and I have a question for you because there's been talk about your bad roles. What is the most hilarious or most impactful critical fail that you've ever had? Not just inside Character Quest, but 
in any role-playing game because they're always funny and i'm sure you've got a good story so what is it <laughs> like what like he just assumes that this is like this is a thing that has probably happened before yes blasted oh god I feel like there definitely had to have been a time when I was casting fireball or something equally powerful <laughs> when I made the mistake of being a dragonborn wizard, which is not like a great combination and also not safe for <laughs> me to be <laughs> because that's a lot of powerful spells that can go really wrong. I don't know if I can think of a specific time, but it had to have been when I was playing that character. Because now as Alton, I can just re-roll them, so I feel like they're easily forgettable. Yeah. Oh, I have the most memorable critical fail Mallory rolled as Alton, and it's the one where she re-rolled into a critical success. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what? I remember that, too. I don't remember what the situation was. I do not remember the situation, but I remember thinking, oh my god, <laughs> what has happened? That's awesome. Talk about your fortune reversal. That's very good. I have chaotic luck. Yep. It's usually bad, but every once in a while. Because I feel like the last episode we recorded with Alton, spoiler alert, I had a lot of really good rolls and it was scary. <laughs> Mallory's terrified when she has good luck because she knows. She knows it won't last. Yeah, eventually it's just going to lead to Alton's doom. Is Mallory talking right now? Because I'm not hearing anything. Oh, no, I am talking. I can hear. Oh, I'm just getting a blank screen. Oh, God. Uh, I'm gonna end the call real quick and then rejoin. <sighs> and here's the bad luck. <laughs> Should we just record on the same microphone? I guess Ty can't hear me right now. No one can hear me right now. They ended the call. That's fine. This break t brought to you by Technical Difficulties. When you're just trying to record something but everything goes wrong. Technical Difficulties. So we'll just uh, we'll just move forward as if as if nothing was lost. <laughs> okay, let me ask a question. Sure, go for it. I just wanted to go next. I didn't have one in mind. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Yes, go for it. I'm prepared. Um, Ty. Yes. Will we ever hear multiple past characters encounter each other and record together? Oh, boy. See, this is kind of a... Uh, th this episode right here is kind of a dry run to see how hard that is to edit <laughs> and and to logistically handle. Um, I... I, I, I would like to do that at some point. I feel like that would be a very fun, uh, fun way to like pull things together, especially for some sort of like holiday special. But I, I feel like I would only want to I feel like I'd first want to do that with like a like a special situation, like um, like introduce it as like a holiday special or introduce it um, as like a like a character makes a cameo in in like one episode of another character's arc. So yeah, does that answer the question? I've forgotten what the question was. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> We're fucking killing it tonight, guys. <laughs> I have a question uh, based off of, so I listened to the last side character questions before uh, recording this one. I listened to bits of it. Um, Eli, do you still hate pumpkin flavored things? Yeah, I'm not a fan. 
All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, <laughs> run through a couple other questions from that I I had after listening. I to that. don't remember that being a question on the last one. <laughs> uh, here's here's another question. Um, hey listeners, why don't you ever send us any side character nog? Uh, hashtag side character nog. Side character nog. I need your goddamn nog recipes. Listen, we're doing this at the beginning of October. We have time. This can be seasonal. You've got to send us your side character nog, and then we can hashtag side character nog. Hashtag side character nog. I expect at least at least. I'm gonna. I'm not even. I'm not gonna be greedy here. I'm gonna expect four tweets five tweets i'm calling five five tweets five tweets five tweets with your side character nog appreciation or recipes come get get at us get at us also you can at me on on those nog recipes because i i want to know too (laughs) uh do you want to give out your handle or no yeah sure it's gonna give away my last name but it's i mean it's up to you man i'm not i'm not in control i don't care I mean, if someone wants to harass me on the Internet, it's... <sighs> see, I'm not worried about it until you make me worried about it. <laughs> it's you know what? Never mind. Just just send it a side character quest. Eli follows me. He'll find it. Eli acting like he's famous. Valerie <laughs> is laughing hysterically. Uh, it's very good. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I've got a question to turn off this subject. Uh, this is a question for for Mallory and Eli. Um, how much do you guys talk about the show like outside of recording the show? Like. Th- so you guys are you, uh, OK for longtime listeners already know this, but but you guys are married and l- generally live in the same household. Uh, so like you have <laughs> lots of opportunities, but also, you know, this is not all of your life. So. Yeah, I think I because Ty, you and I talk about a lot of stuff. And I try to not tell Mallory anything that would be a spoiler. Okay, and I try to not listen to anything that Mallory might tell me that is a spoiler. Um, so if I remember correctly, um, uh, by the way, if if uh, so, Mallory's screen freezes sometimes on my side. If at some point I'm talking over you, Mallory, just let me know. Mallory's screen does not freeze. She is stone still. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, so I, I think that you guys talked when when Mallory was initially creating Alton. Didn't you guys like talk a lot about that? Like, how much of of Alton's un- character like was pre planned, and how much of it was pre planned? from Mallory versus how much of it was pre-planned between the two of you guys working together. Ty, it's super adorable that you think that I put a lot of pre-thought into character <laughs> design. <laughs> you should know better by now. It's my least favorite part of this. But no, Eli helped me. I asked Eli a lot of stuff about Alton specifically because I he had been a rogue for our four-year-long mm campaign so he helped me with like more of the game mechanics and such but i feel like yeah i don't know i feel like i talked to eli a lot of and i talked to you a lot about it too i talked to eli mainly immediately after recording every episode in fear that i have just recorded a boring episode that everyone's gonna hate and then everyone's gonna stop listening to side character quest 
And that's about it. <laughs> oh, so just so you know, uh, Mason, who I was recording, uh, either will record or have recorded a segment with, um, specifically called out your first two episodes as uh, club bangers of just like solid, solid stuff. Yay! Um, oh, yeah. I definitely think that Alton's is probably my favorite character that I've heard. Not just because I'm contractually obligated to say <laughs> that. Um, but uh, I will say, I think my biggest contributions to Alton was I said that Alton was a great name because you look like that chef named <laughs> Alton. Some, what's what's his name? Alton, Alton Brown. Yeah, Alton Brown. And uh, so I thought that was funny. Another big another big inspiration from Eli was the um, the ball bearings. Yeah, all about the ball bearings. <laughs> oh, I was so happy with that. I w- there's no way I would remember all of the things that come in a thieves pack if it wasn't for how often Eli used those goddamn ball bearings in our other campaign. Failed to use. <laughs> Listen, I did not fail to use the ball bearings. I would use them and then they would be sabotaged by certain members of our party. <laughs> Uh, until i eventually lost all of them anyways i have a question yes go for it since i'm being attacked oh just so you know both of you guys are welcome to like pivot to another question whenever the fuck you feel like it oh i'm pivoting okay everyone get ready for this pivot all right mallory uh so i have seen you play three different dungeons and dragons characters through the years and all three have been very different have had very different roles uh in our four year long campaign like you mentioned earlier you were a wizard a dragonborn wizard um in a shorter campaign that we both played you were a halfling paladin and then in side character quest you were a halfling rogue so between the mage type character, the combat type character and the sort of sneaky type character, what was your favorite role to play? Ooh. I mean, obviously, halflings are your favorite now that you can reroll. <laughs> crit of course, fails, of course. But... Um... Now, granted, there were three wildly different scenarios, but still... Yeah, no, I and I'm also pulling in our Force of Destiny campaign, or I guess I'm kind of more of like a tank in that. I feel like I just like being a tank. Because if I've learned anything from RPGs, it's no matter what you're told, you're going to have to fight. I feel like you you really like to be the strong silent type. Well, I think the thing is, is I just I don't like to lose. <laughs> at anything ever and if you're strong in rpgs you can typically hold your own where as i feel like i spent most of alton's first arc avoiding all kind of confrontation because if i had gotten in a fight i probably would have lost yeah like alton's a super fun character and i feel like he is probably I've been having the most fun with him as a character, but man, he could really benefit from having a party. <laughs> I get why Dungeons and Dragons is not typically one on one. Yeah. And he's really good at a party. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, OK. Um, 
What's your favorite kind of character to play, Eli? My favorite kind of character? Okay. So in Dungeons and Dragons, characters I have played include a gnome rogue, uh, the human paladin, the Aarakocra fighter, the dwarf druid, and I played a Minotaur Warden back when we were playing uh, fourth edition. And okay, so I don't think that out of all of those that I super enjoy just the straight up fighter kind because I like to have stuff, different things to fall back on. I think I enjoy the more. Um, oh, I've played war uh, rangers. I think mm-hmm. I really like classes like rangers and I guess to a lesser extent paladins, people who have a bunch of non-combat skills to fall back on, but can also hold their own in a combat. Mm-hmm. I don't like to just hit things. I like to be able to do different things, but I also don't like I don't I I don't think that straight up magic classes are for me because there's a lot of weird rules when it comes to magic and Uh, it's hard to keep all those in your head. That's almost like you just completely disregarded all rules of magic in Lore's arc. I (laughs) hold to it. All kinds of different breaking rules of concentration spells and, you know, (laughs) there's no rules on that. time and, you know... (laughs) No, 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 no. I'll fight you. Come in here. We'll fight. Um, <laughs> I'll admit I may have screwed up on some concentration rules. That was pointed out. But thank you, Elion. I will also point out that I don't feel like the concentration rules are very well established in the game. <laughs> also, it's hard to keep that in mind when you've had a bit too much to drink, maybe. Ignorance of law <laughs> is not an excuse. Um, I've read so, the whole player's hand. <laughs> I just feel like if you have concentration ago. on a spell, then you should not also be able to have like concentration on another spell. But this is an argument that Eli and I have had. In my defense, it was the same spell. For <laughs> <laughs> a very long time after I listened to that episode. Which I, I feel like says a lot about uh, this show, but also your marriage. Um, <laughs> there so are rules. I like, <laughs> I like uh, playing a character with... No um, one asked you, Ty. <laughs> hey, Ty, I was going to ask. I like playing support characters. I like playing um, druids and bards and, and stuff like that. Characters who have like really weird and very situational spells. Um, so there was a character I, I created once that was a bard and the, the specific idea was that they would pretend to be the, like the, the servant of this old rich person, but the rich person didn't exist. It was all an illusion, like literally an illusion that they would either pretend to be or pretend to be near at all times. And and like, that is the sort of bizarre, uh, spell uh this bizarre character choices that i like to make it, it, that that's that's what i enjoy uh, playing a character who has like incredibly situational almost never useful uh abilities but then when they are useful they're so useful 
Dude, you gotta love those clutch spells. Those spells where it's like, aha! Aha! You thought it was pointless. Uh, so here's a question from Elion, and uh, they just want to know, uh, how everyone, how's everyone's day going? I had, well, a surprisingly okay nice. day at work. Nice. Work has been real bad, but today I feel like everyone just kind of came together. We broke open, or um popped open a couple bottles of wine four o'clock <laughs> what <laughs> i work in a wild environment and <laughs> i feel like we all just kind of came together for a minute and i'm hoping that next week is going to be better so it's been a pretty chill day thanks for asking nice yeah thanks elion uh eli what, what's your situation yeah my day was pretty chill i uh I had a super slow day at work, which basically meant that I was paid to sit at a random marina for uh, six hours and listen to podcasts. So pretty chill day. And then I played some video games. What about you, Ty? My day was like halfway between between the two of yours. I had a pretty, pretty slow day at work. Um, I, I was able to like catch up on some stuff, start working ahead on some stuff. And then I uh, came home and played a little bit of uh, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, before uh, recording some uh, podcast stuff. So it was a good, good, good situation. Man, Untitled Goose Game, so hot right now that I haven't played. So hot right now. What the fuck? So happy. It's some game where you get to be a goose. I don't know. <laughs> you get to be a goose, and the goose is very, very mean to this small English village. It's delightful. What is this on? The Switch. Uh, the Switch are also the PC. Oh. I'm playing it on the Switch. I feel like I'm so behind the times. It's like 15 bucks or something right now. Yeah, it's it's like it's like 15, 20 bucks and it, it's a very short game. You could play through the whole thing in like a few hours. Um, it's, it's and solid. you're the goose it's solid. You're the goose. It, hey, if you got a problem with candy gooses, you got a problem with me and I suggest you let that marinate. <laughs> we got to leave this world behind. <laughs> we got to leave this world behind. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, hey, Ty. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make a goose sound. It's not working. I was just scrolling very quickly through the questions and I came across the most important one. Yeah. If you could only use five condiments for the rest of your life, what would they be? Oh, fuck. Um, oh, boy. That's so many condiments. Are there more than five condiments? Eli, some people eat <laughs> food. Eli doesn't like flavoring his food like it, it's a legit thing. OK, no. I don't like most condiments. I do like some, and I love flavor. There are different ways to flavor your food. You just cook it right the first time. That's that's fair. I feel like, Ty, if you want to answer that question, then fucking rock it out. But I actually did find a question that I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious about what food you like, too, I guess. But I'm more curious about this other question. What do you want to get out of the experience of running this show? Paid! Bum, 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 bum. Just... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, genuinely How's not that. that? Been going um, so far? Uh, I got. Hey, um, let's thank uh, our listener Aaron, who has donated a portion that was enough to fund uh, at least a month of hosting on of the show. Hell yeah! Hey. Thank you, Aaron. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Aaron. Nice. But no, uh. What do I want to get out of doing this show? Um, 
I think like the, the so there's a few things. One is that I like I think the main thing is I want to I, I've I I want to have like an overarching project that I'm doing in my life. Um, that that is like part of one of the things that I one of the reasons that I started this was that I felt like I didn't have anything that I was doing that was just that was just for me and that was a thing that produced cumulative results if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and then another thing is that it, it, this this also ties into like why i why we play D in general is that i i want um a way to uh maintain um maintain like friendships with everybody and I feel like like D&D having an ongoing campaign is a great way to, like, keep connections with folks that, like, you otherwise might lose connections to. And, and like, I value I value your friendships and I want to, like, make sure that they stay here. And I feel like having this sort of, like, ongoing project is a good way to do that. Jesus uh, Christ, Ty, that makes me sad. <laughs> That's a great uh, answer. Yeah. Um, and I, I I'm sure there's there's more to it than that. Uh, like. On a, uh, there's more to it than that, but I feel like that is a good spot to stop that particular answer. Uh, <laughs> Making Eli sad. <laughs> that's that's a major goal. No, it's a good answer. I feel like it's a good answer, and I feel like it's relatable for like all the twenty and thirty somethings out there that are struggling to keep in touch <laughs> with people, and like also nice. do things that they enjoy and not just go to work and come home every day. Y'all want to keep your friends? Play Dungeons and Dragons. It's literally the only thing that you can do. Because what else are you going to do? Pick up the phone and call them? So if Ty includes this audio, I just need everyone to know that our dog has the biggest overbite ever. And it is so goofy and i basically had to reinstall snapchat just to send snapchats to eli of the dog's teeth i think the funny thing about side character quest is that it um is serving as a time capsule for our relationship because when i first recorded roderick we were engaged when i recorded lore we had been married and now since we've recorded lore we got a dog. <laughs> I was going to say, where is this going? <laughs> I was worried what weird milestone was next. Nope, it's just getting a dog. His name's Grandma Barkin, and he's a retired racing greyhound, and he's a goofus. He's a pretty big goofus. Oh, here comes Ty. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Hey, Ty. Hey. Um, so you said you had a question, Eli? Yeah, do you guys believe unicorns exist? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. But I will literally fight and have fought, Eli, that dragons existed. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, motherfuckers, I'll take it this far. I believe that unicorns once existed, but that they did not look majestic and just looked like nasty goats. What if they're just narwhals? Oh, shit, maybe... So, like, whales evolved from ancestors of cows. So maybe, like, narwhals evolved from evol- from unicorns. That's completely logical and probably what happened. Checkmate, atheist. 
<laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? I said, I said what I said. But did you mean it? Nope. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, how do the undead people feel about being called undead? Is there a term they prefer to be called by? Uh, I mean, they just prefer to be called people, you know? They're just people. Don't know what else to tell you. They're just people. But skeletons. They're bony people, but they're still people. Uh, there was another question on here that's that's relevant, which was, uh, like, are we going to revisit the Skeletown? Skeletown, um, yes. And and while I will not say whether we specifically go back to skele- the Skeletown from Roderick's Ark, uh, I will tell you right now that that we do 1000% in a arc that is already recorded revisit that idea. We, we go to Skelopolis. Hey, hey, guess what? I've heard it. I feel like an insider. Suck it, Eli. Yeah, so Mallory is the first person that's like where I've ever given them one of the audio syncs ahead of time so that they could listen to... Uh, <laughs> Listen to some unaired episodes. Um, what's another question? How awesome is Ty as a host? Hey, Ty, how awesome are you as a host? Oh, so, so good. Um, man, I don't think I can. I don't I don't want to I don't want to shit on myself too much, but I also don't want to be braggadocious. So I'm not going to answer this question. I think that Ty's a super awesome host because I can't. Yeah, like anyone that is capable of carrying a story where I am the other playing character (laughs) (laughs) is truly a wonderful storyteller and host because I cannot stress enough how much Ty probably has to edit out of me just sitting in anxiety and silence. And (laughs) Ty Ty has got so many NPCs in my storylines because he has got to carry this fucking team. Like, (laughs) it's impressive. So I think that Ty is an awesome dungeon master and podcast host. I'll put it this way. Um, about six years ago. When did we start? So when we first started playing our D&D campaign, the three of us and our friend Daryl. Uh, um, the one the one that uh, that I was DMing. Yeah, that would yeah. have been 2014, I think. Jesus Yikes. Christ. <laughs> maybe maybe 2015. But I think it was 2014. Anyways, um, so it started from me and Daryl texting about it and how we wanted to do a campaign where we were playing as drug dealers. Inspired by Breaking Bad, right? No, it was <laughs> it's actually inspired by Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. It was inspired... It was inspired by Straight Outta Compton to the point where, like, each of our characters were somehow and like corresponded to members of NWA. How did I not know that? I don't know. Wait, who was I? I? Doctor Dre. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. But we were like, man, this would be really cool. But neither of us want to DM it. And then I texted him. Was like. We will get Ty to DM this. He's the only person. He's the only person who could possibly do this. So and then we did. Ty, you're you're great. You're fantastic. Oh, thank you. We're all lucky to have you in our life. 
I appreciate that. I'm going to pivot to a not no longer Eli and I talking about how great Ty is and Ty <laughs> answering a question about Ty answering a question about the show. OK, good. Oh, I have two different ones. And I don't know which one I want to ask. I guess we have time for both. <laughs> um, we have time for okay. both. We can go until. Yeah. So this one is something that I've been curious about. How do you determine where and when the player's character arc will take place? Do you wait to hear what they want to play? Or do you like have some kind of framework setting to help them choose? Do you, this is a lot. Do you generally create NPCs to fit into their story arcs or are you usually making them up on the spot? Oh man. There's a couple questions in that. What I've done the last couple of times, this is not 100% across the board what I've done. Um, but, but the general premise that I've been doing is I put out a call for, you know, Hey, who wants to be on the show? I get, uh, a large, a larger list of people that are interested than I'm expecting (laughs) than I was expecting. (laughs) And then I, uh, then I look through the list and I see like, okay, who, which of these characters that they're proposing that these people are proposing, um, look like they might be able to fit into, like locations or quests that I have in mind. So I, I usually have either a location that I want people to explore that I want to explore um, or I have a particular quest that I want to explore. And then I then I look at these characters that they propose and I see like, OK, who would fit in these slots? What was the next question? So how NPCs. do I generally create NPCs to fit into the story arcs or do I usually make them on the spot? That's about 50 50. Um, so I, I've mentioned before that uh, with Mallory's arc, I was specifically trying to come up with a large cast of characters ahead of time, uh, which tells you that prior to that, I had mostly come up with them on the spot. Um, and, uh, since then, I, I think that I've usually in arcs since Alton, I've generally, uh, tried to have like at least two characters planned out ahead of time, but there's a, there's an upcoming arc where I very specifically, Uh, which you guys will notice because I'm sure I'm going to leave it in. Um, There's an upcoming arc where I very specifically ask the player like, hey, uh, you design the character for me. You design the NPC. Give me like one character trait and one voice quality. And that will be the character that I I build up for you. And so I, I try different things every time. As I guess the answer to that, this is not a good coherent answer, is it? Uh, That's a good answer. Hopefully it explains things. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, Have any of the side character quests affected what is happening in the main quest? Or are they all, well, I feel like that's full stop there, but then the next, or are they all generally isolated? Yeah. So, um, mm, listeners of the, the previous side character questions. Um, we'll know that that uh, that Roderick's arc had had a pretty d- direct tie into the main the main uh, thing. But uh, beyond that. Um, the the different uh, the different arcs have definitely influenced it, but I, I when I'm when I am creating the these side quests, I try to make them isolated enough that they won't have any major repercussions on the overarching uh, on the the main story that we are only seeing the side stories of all. But I will say that that uh, Lore's arc and, and uh, Silas's arc definitely uh, could have made major changes to things. Hmm. 
yeah, I, I don't really think I can say much more than that without spoiling things. So I, that's that's all I'll say there. Right on. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, on. Sorry, I'm trying to like mark the ones that we've asked. Okay. Hey, Ty. Can I come on the show? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people have asked that. Like a lot of people. And um. But hey, Ty. Can I? Can I come on the show? I think Eli's been on the show enough. Eli has been on the show oh. enough. Eli has been on the show too much. Uh, you will get all burnout of Eli. I'm um, feeling attacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I got I was really worried when I started the show that like I wasn't going to be able to get people to be guests. Um, I was very worried about that. And recently I've just had so many people that so many people that I would love to have on the show asking to be on the show. And it like makes me very sad because um I have I have the next uh, four guests planned. And what I've told myself is until I finish recording them, I am not going to tell anyone else that they can be a guest. And the next four guests, I imagine, will not finish recording until late January at the absolute earliest, um, which just kills me. So uh, anyone who asks, can I be on the show? Ask me again in February. Um, because otherwise the answer is going to be no. Ty, I have a question for you. What's it feel like to be so popular? <laughs> Man, it's it's not that I, I don't think it's really that I'm popular. It's it's that um, that everyone wants a DM and every, everyone wants a <laughs> everyone wants a DM. No one wants to be a DM. Everyone. Everyone wants a low commitment D&D. And what I am promising that people, is a tale as old as time. I am promising people a D&D game that they have to put in very little effort into and will be over in two to six sessions. And that no one promises that like no one tells you that that is going to happen. And I'm telling you that that will happen when you come on for my show. And like so. So that is, I think, why why it is such a popular thing. I've only had one person that has ever backed out of being on the show. And that is because of like extreme life circumstances that are, are, were, were unavoidable. Um, so, but Hey Ty, really though, can I come on the show? Uh, never again. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you totally can. Wait, did Lord die? I haven't finished the episode. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lore thought he was going to die. Did wait, have you really not finished I the episode? Finished the episode. Okay. I was about to say that's a little hurtful. I like how you guys recorded an episode and then ended it, and then we're like, "No, wait, actually, let's record a different ending." <laughs> Once more with feeling. Oh boy. Um. The the yeah the ending with uh with Rod with um lore. The reason I decided to do that was to really fucking hammer home that this is like actual play and that this is. You know, this is not just this is not an audio drama. We're like figuring this out as we go along. And, and so like that, that's why I did it like that. I was, where, I was like, just we, teasing boys. It was very, very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I know you were just teasing, but I, I, I also think that it's a fair question to ask. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I haven't been put on blast enough for Loris arc. It's fine. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Maybe we learn the magical rules. Listen, it was my first time playing a magical boy. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to ask another another question of, of you two. 
if you were to guest on another podcast, what podcast would you like to guest on? There's a long pause here, as they all think. I don't listen to enough podcasts. <laughs> oh, no. NPR politics. I think I could really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I can. I, I'm not informed enough, but I think I could have some. I think not informed enough, but you got some opinions. <laughs> oh, I got opinions. And I think that. I could really throw the F word around in fun ways there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts that have guests. I was going to say, you listen to so many podcasts. I listen to a ton of podcasts, but... Oh, what's not... your current favorite podcast? That's another question. Oh, I see. Hmm. One podcast that I really am enjoying now, except they're on a hiatus, and I really hope that they come back soon because I love it. Is called Arcs. It's another D&D podcast. And it's by people who also made another great podcast called The Bright Sessions. Oh, yeah. You've recommended that to me. Yeah, it's a very good podcast. It's very goofy. Um, it's, it's, I don't, goof? I, sorry, I malfunctioned for a second. Wait. I don't think bright? I would use the, bright sessions? the term goofy. No, 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 no. The br- <laughs> The Bright Sessions is not goofy. The Bright oh, Sessions okay. made me cry once. Arcs is goofy. Okay. Uh, but no, like, are, are there any that you're currently, like, binging on right now? NPR politics. <laughs> <laughs> they just switched to daily, so you're good. Yeah. I, I've, I've found that uh, the one I've been listening to a lot lately is No, uh, no Such Thing as a Fish, uh, which is just, just, like, trivia stuff. Okay, wait, but fish do exist. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I, I have questions about that title. Uh, but no other other shows that I'm I'm really into right now. I mean, as usual, I've mentioned the show on the on in the past. I've I've listened to a lot of Sneak Attack. Um, they've done a lot of I love their their new season, which like you can listen to even if you've never seen any listen to any of the rest of the show. Then you just start with season two, you'll be good as gold. Um, also really have been enjoying. Um, man, what are some other ones I'm listening to right now? I've been listening to a, um, a good bit of uh, spooky, spooky Spouses recently, which is not just because they're on our network, but just because Jordan and Lindsay Reed are super uh, fun, which is very nice. Mallory, you got anything? Nope, I, hoping, I was hoping I wasn't going to be pulled back into this one. Okay, so here's a question. Is there any difficulty in recording things months before they air? Um, we're thinking about the Comstock thing with Eli's episodes specifically. Uh, somebody asked about um, with that particular example. I loved that Eli hadn't listened to Comstock's first episode when when that happened. That was great. So, yeah, I got a problem with uh, airing or recording things month before they air. I am always terrified. Oh, God, what if I said something about is a bad thing to say or something like, you know, where you're just like playing over like, or like Mallory said, Oh, what if that episode wasn't good? And I'm just stressed about it until Ty's like, Oh, I'm working on the episode. That's not what you sound like. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. Oh no. And then it posts and I'm like, Oh God. Oh, it's fine. Okay, cool. Or and as was the case with Laura's arc. Oh God. I need to stop drinking so much while we're playing these. <laughs> Yeah, so Eli was very concerned with one of the episodes about how drunk he was. I personally, he didn't seem super drunk. But he like, was super drunk. He couldn't figure out that he was a bear. 
<laughs> I was listening to that. I was like, and I remember specifically thinking, oh, I'm a wolf. <laughs> I was listening to that like, what the hell is wrong with him? How drunk is he? I'm editing the, the show in like in like one minute chunks. So so it, it, it doesn't seem it probably doesn't hit me as hard how like how much of a slobbering idiot Eli's being. Uh, <laughs> In my defense, I think that was one of the episodes where we had technical difficulties at the beginning. Yes, it was. Yeah. No, listening to yes. my yeah. episode, the one episode that I didn't drink because it was morning time recording, we were super aggro towards each other. <laughs> that was my favorite episode. <laughs> just hearing anger between you two. It was just like, oh, wow. There was a there was a segment that I edited out, which I felt really sad about because it was very it was a very fun moment. But also, I realized that without the visuals of us, you know what our facial facial expressions were, we looked we sounded so mad at each other, like <laughs> so mad, like like this friendship might die. It was it was so rough. Yikes. Well, I don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> No, she does not. <laughs> and you were throwing some bullshit at me. Mallory will <laughs> sacrifice friends, families, husbands, oh boy. whatever it takes to win. Oh, boy. Uh, what's another question? Um, how do you prepare differently for one on one play versus uh, versus like playing with a group? So like as players, like how do you guys think about that differently when you know that you're not going to have like a party? And, and And also, like, how do you think about playing off podcast versus on podcast. I don't know if those questions are too separate. I feel like the biggest, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the biggest thing, at least in deciding what kind of character I was going to play with one-on-one, -on -one, I knew, I feel like when, I, when you play in a group, it's easier to play more of a support character or just so, yeah. like, with Alton, I specifically, like, I don't know if I've succeeded, but with Alton, I specifically wanted to make a social character. Like, I didn't want to be yeah. a character that never interacted with the world around him or, like, never went up and talked to people because I was the only one that was going to be able to do it. There was no one else in the party that could carry that, like, role. I feel like usually there is. So I couldn't be the strong, silent tank. <laughs> I had to... <laughs> I had to try to actively create a character that I knew would interact with the world around him more. I love it. I love it. Uh, Eli. Um, so definitely uh, when it comes to on versus off podcast, I feel like I feel the need to explain my actions more. Because <laughs> um, like... <laughs> Off, off podcast. It's like, oh, I set this shit on fire. Why? I don't know. Cause I'm crazy. Whereas, <laughs> like this one, it's like, well, Lord does this because of his trauma. And let me explain <laughs> the exact trauma that got him this way. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is just like, I don't know. I feel like uh, also recorded versus non-recorded. I'm. I feel like there were several things that I did where I stopped and was like, Ty. If you need me to do something different, <laughs> I will do that. If you need me to interact with the worst NPC that you've come up with, <laughs> I'll make that sacrifice for you. Oh, hey there, guys. <laughs> How you off. doing? I hate, I hate it so I'm much. I'm ready to come back and come back for the side character questions episode. Wait, 
quick pivot because I'm genuinely, yeah. genuinely curious and also hate that voice. <laughs> <laughs> do other people do that too? I feel like I do that with you because I just am anxious about everything. And I feel like Eli does that because he's just like trying to create like the best episode possible. And also my anxiety is rubbed off on him. Yep. But do all people like ask you that? Like, hey, do you want me to do this differently? Or like, how often does that really happen? <sighs> Boy, um, so I, I think that it doesn't happen a whole lot. So so you've you've listened to an, a mostly unedited episode uh, that hasn't come out yet. So I don't want to say too much about it. And, and you you so you probably know if 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 that character if uh, if they ask that sort of question. But I think generally people don't. And I, I think the reason is that because we you know, you, me and Eli have all played D&D before. Like, I think that you guys can recognize better when I have been thrown for a loop. And I feel like when I when I've recorded segments with um, with uh, Deirdre or sorry, with Elion, with Renee, with um, Ellen, with all of them, uh, they they haven't probably been able to tell when I have been thrown as well. And so like they they don't know when they're feeling um when they're feeling on edge because you know, hey, I haven't played D&D with this person before. This is a new experience versus Ty doesn't know what's happening and maybe I should like throw him some leeway. But I I feel like I, I could be wrong here. I feel like when I Whenever this has happened in the past, I've generally just told you guys, no, just fucking go for it. Whatever yeah. you're thinking, just go for it. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I was I don't think we've ever changed anything. And you usually don't even edit out the conversation talking about it. <laughs> I edit out more than you would think. <laughs> hey, Ty, please edit this out. Yeah, I will edit this <laughs> out. Does not edit. I edit yeah, out like, so I much more than you even know. <laughs> yeah, I know like nothing had ever changed. I was just curious. <laughs> That's that's a good question. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, Ty, is there a time in parentheses like era, place or genre you haven't explored in your show yet that you hope to someday, whether it fits the storyline or if it's a one shot? Um, so so as far as this this setting is concerned, uh, I've considered uh doing a like long in the past episode but i i've been hesitant because i i i would want it to be something that would actually have the ability to impact the story but i wouldn't want it to have the ability to fuck up the rest of the story so so like that is a thing i i've i've cons- really considered doing something like set way way in the past to really like sort of set up like how certain things have gotten the way they are. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just worried about like, how can I do that and, and give people real freedom to do whatever the heck they want without maybe destroying the canon. Um, so that, that's, that's one thing I've wanted to do. You should bring Daryl in for that episode. <laughs> yeah. He's very good at not fucking up your story. <laughs> as as far as locations bring in daryl bring in daryl as far as locations go bring in daryl 
I feel like now Daryl's never going to be able to be a guest on the show because of how often this is a topic of conversation that he's just like a world uh, breaker. He <laughs> is a world breaker. He actually had a character in our first D&D campaign ever whose last name was Worldbreaker. <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. I should have him as the if I ever do like a new season in a new setting, I should like have him on as the very first person just to like, all right, let's just fuck up things to the very beginning. We'll just go <laughs> on from there. Um, hey, uh, hey, Daryl, uh, congratulations on your wedding. I don't know. Yeah, congrats, Daryl. Yeah, we love it was you. Very, it was very beautiful. Yeah, we love you. It's a very beautiful wedding. And I'm uh, ambivalent. <laughs> he's lying. He loves you most of all. <laughs> I was going to say Eli loves you the most. Yeah. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, most of the locations that I've I've wanted to introduce um, in this series, we have already hit on uh, or we are or I have like episodes already recorded, but not released that are going to touch on them. Like we've uh, we've hit on the Pine Forest. We've hit on um, Mount Renna. We've hit on Cirque. Uh, We've we've a little bit just sort of adjacent to the old mine, South Bend, um, the swamps. Uh, we are going to go to the Salton Sea. Um, we are going to go to uh, the Three Brothers. Um, most of the locations we've already already touched on. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's really a whole lot that that we haven't explored that I that I want to. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Does anyone want to ask me this one? That's for Eli. Or what uh, is it? Where is it? Um. Oh, oops. I'll ask it. Or Mallory, I mean, you ask it. I don't. Y'all have to. I just. Do you have know. it pulled up or no? I did, and then now I closed it because. I'll, I'll ask. No, it. I'll ask I'm it. in it now. I'm going back. I closed it because you guys keep saying that you're up. Oh, now I see all the updates. Okay, I was wondering what you were talking about. Um, Eli, how are you sure? Yes. That Roderick is capital sure D you? dead. Oh, oh um, how sure are you? Sorry, this is why I have to read things in my head several times before I'm reading them out loud. Okay, so how sure am I that Roderick is dead? Uh, so I'll say this. How sure am I that Roderick is dead? About as sure as everyone else is these days. <laughs> you want to know what my actual non, I'm not joking, even a little bit theory is? What? Go for it. Okay. Roderick is the main character. Ooh, boy. I can respond to this. I will respond to this. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Should I respond to this? Well, you, you told who the, okay, the main so, character so I'll, was. I'll go ahead and say he this. You could have been um, lying. Yeah, I could have been lying. I could have been does lying. lie a lot. <laughs> I will say this. I have done a lot to I have I have often been afraid that Roderick has seemed too much like the, the main character. And that is I have never intended for him to seem like the main character. And it, it, it kills me that so many times would like when when people have like been developing their backstories who, who are current listeners of the show, they've been like, oh, let's let me tie it into this stuff that I heard in Sir Roderick's arc. And I'm like, oh, but could you not? <laughs> because I don't want it to make it seem like he's the main guy. Um, because that, that kind of like, ah, uh, uh, no. Um, 
is it is it just because Roderick's so cool and like <laughs> such a good character that you fucking murdered? Well, also, his, hey Ty, do you feel good about yourself? His story arc introduces like I don't know, it's like the first one, the but it introduces so much, like yeah. about the religion yeah. and the world and the Skelly Boys and like it just made it feel important. <laughs> You you are definitely right. Like there there were many times that I I tried to I tried to introduce stuff in future in arcs after Roderick's arc that would decrease the importance of Sir Roderick. Um, but every time I did that or like the, the seeming importance of him, the 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 superficial importance of him. Um, and But every time I tried to introduce that, uh, the players would deftly avoid <laughs> <laughs> all of the stuff I laid down, like, like, um, with uh, just just as an example, because you are on right now, um, Alton's arc, I really, really intended to hammer home a lot more religion stuff that would that would really lay the groundwork that like Lumen was not is not the only major god and major religion of this setting. And it and I was like, oh, no, but you managed to avoid all of all of my my envoys, <laughs> all of my potential uh, there. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. Rough. Yeah. I mean, that's OK. It worked. It, it's how it goes. <laughs> Speaking of Lumen, I just want to mention one thing that was pretty. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Alton's art could come out in time for the last side character questions. Mm-hmm. maybe but um so i i think we did mention that i was the one who made up lumen yeah and like it could be the religion and i talked about Knox and how he was like the satan of the lumen religion and then in alton's arc ty you introduced that roderick's grandfather was the high priest of loom of Knox, and i think that moment i was listening to it with mallory and i was like what the f- fuck <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. since then we've established more and what that means and all that but it was just the most wild thing to me that like i came up with this idea and how you took it and evolved it and that was very fun thank you um yeah so so that that sort of kind of plays into the general premise of the show which is which is that um everyone the, the general premise of the show is that everyone matters so when like originally when we started when i started making the setting my idea was that there wouldn't be strong religions but you made it clear to me early on that that wouldn't really make sense with how D generally works um so what i decided to do instead was that um was that there would be a religious institution in place that treated all religions equally, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, so like, and their symbol is that coexist bumper sticker. <laughs> is the coexist bumper sticker? Yeah, but um, so so yeah, so like the the concept the concept with Knox and Lumen was that um all gods in this this setting demand demand worship even if they don't deserve worship, and so the high priest of Lumen when they retired from that position took on the role of being the high priest of Knox. Because they knew that if they did not take on that role, someone bad would. So they they would take on that role to sort of fill the void so that someone with ill intentions 
couldn't take on that spot. Yeah, we had kind of mentioned that that was like a Roderick's family, the young or the heir, the younger one carried the hammer and was a paladin. And then mm-hmm. when his son was old enough, he would pass the hammer down and take up the position as the high priest of Lumen. And then whoever was the high priest of Lumen at that point would become the high priest. It's like a whole chain. And then that yep. guy dies. Yep. I guess I get whoever is the high priest of Knox at that moment gets sacrificially murdered. Yes. And that wasn't part of the rules, but it is now. <laughs> it is now. Uh, we go into that a little bit in future episodes. What? Which, uh, yeah. Eli, look what? forward to it. Look forward to it. You'll, you'll are you going to sacrificially murder? Hey, Ty, are are is your bloodthirst not slaked? Do you <laughs> must you kill all of Roderick's family? Yes. Um, uh, next question. Um, this might this will probably have to be our last question. Yes, Sorry. that's that's fair. Um, Eli and, and Mallory, uh, if you guys were to come back as other as another player, completely original player, what would you like to do? What's like a character you would like to do? And and let me let me say you can answer this as if you're doing it in the same setting or you can answer it just as like, what's a, a character that you think would be fun to play in in whatever setting? So, like, if you wanted to do like a, a, I don't know, like a sci-fi setting, this this question might be nonsensical. Um, no, I get you it. If we, if we want to play a character, what character will we play? Yes, Ma- Mallory, do you want to go first? Um, within the world of side character quest, if I were to come in and play another character, I don't know why I answered this as if I was answering a pageant question. <laughs> I would <laughs> to repeat the whole I question. Want world peace. <laughs> I would want to be one of the skeleton people. Oh, oh, that's so good. I want to explore their side. Oh, you're opening up my mind, Mallory. And remember opening up my mind. And when we go down that path, Ty, remember who brought it to light. (laughs) I I want to be a skelly boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Damn, that'd be really cool. Oh, boy. OK. All right. That's the thing that I'm going to have in my mind <laughs> now. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Eli, top that, Eli. <laughs> I can't. I just want to be a person that's not a skeleton. What about the You've wall climbers? You've played the most characters, so it's. So I've already been a wall climber, Mallory. I know, but not like at the current moment. So actually, I have a different idea. So lore came about from that exact idea is the uh, what if we've misunderstood the wall climbers. But my idea is uh, and I've told Ty about this. Oh, have you? I've forgotten exactly. I've forgotten entirely what you're going to (laughs) say. So um, I uh, recently re-listened to the podcast and have be like got real into and got real obsessed with figuring out all the secrets. And I thought, what if I made a character like that? And so I came up with the idea Ooh. of a warlock Ooh. whose patron oh. is uh, a class. So Ty has given me has told me that I can give him any ideas of different deities and i came up with a class of demons oh. um that will speak to any grad students out there oh. it's um academons oh um, <laughs> they are demons obsessed with gaining knowledge at any cost i 
I remember this now. And my idea is that this guy would travel through the country gaining knowledge at any cost. But he'd oh, also boy. be a college professor, but he'd also be a master of torture, but also a college professor. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I just like the idea of academons, because if anyone anyone who's been through uh, grad school knows, sometimes you have to do dark and terrible things to get degrees. <laughs> oh, boy. There's no greater demon than academia. Oh, man. And that's the character I would be playing. I would play. That's really good. But not as good. Not as oh, good no. as a skelly boy. Damn it. <laughs> I quit. Just have Mallory on from now on. I'm done. Cool. Yeah, just have me come in and play all the characters and they'll all sound exactly like this. Mallory, quick. <laughs> give me a character voice now. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Man, that moment, the, the April Fool's episode where you do that, <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments in this goddamn show. No, wait, let me let me just say that the, the question of like, what is a thing in this? Uh, like, what is a character, a player decision that made me like just go like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. And it's that moment where you decided right before the fucking cold, the hard cut to go like, I've got a character voice. That was <laughs> The best fucking thing that has happened in this entire goddamn show. <laughs> hey, Ty, you're welcome. Thank you. I remember recording that and Mallory said Mallory said that. And I thought maybe I'll let y'all keep recording <laughs> to see what this character voice is. And then I realized, oh, yeah, y'all aren't actually about to record an episode. <laughs> and I've never been more angry at this idea, at that idea in my life. I was like, God damn it. I've ruined something beautiful here. Yep. Hey, what's a good place to start the show? The beginning. What? Like, I hate questions yep, like that. What? Is that an actual question on here? Like, when, when, when should I start listening to the show? You start at the beginning. Oh, oh. A... You start at the beginning or at Alton's arc? Skip, skip the pilot <laughs> arc. Yeah, Alton's arc's very good. Skip the pilot arc. I, um... You mean the pilot arc? Yeah, the, pl the pilot arc. I, I can't remember why I just... I think it's the bird voice. I don't care for it. Yeah, see, okay, <laughs> this is why, like, I don't even like the sound of my own voice on recording. I can't imagine doing a character voice that I grew to hate, knowing that I would have to hear it over and over again. Oh, rough. So so I, I was asking some folks about this um, that listen to the show. The three ones that I'm hearing a lot are uh, Deirdre, Alton, and Lore. Those are like, the, assuming that you're not going to start from Roderick. Those are the three that people say. Lore is a weird place to start considering it's the most recent. And it's the, it has the most callbacks. I think the reason they say that is because like the sound effects, the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I feel like it is it is the f most fully realized. And, and similarly, I feel like Alton is the most fully realized without sound effects. Um, I think all and is just the best and it pisses me off. I tried Deirdre, so hard and Mallory came in and was like, this is probably going to be bad. And then I listened to it and I was like, it's very good. Thank you. Yeah, well, the one that you just recorded that you haven't released yet, I feel like was also very that good. I it was very good, but like it introduced a lot, even though it was pretty short. And it introduced a lot. It introduced a lot about the show, which Eli does not know yet because he hasn't listened yet. It introduced a lot without um, without having callbacks to previous episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I think that'll be a very good one. I'm hoping that'll be a very good one to like suggest to people like, hey, this this can be your start start point uh, because it's only three episodes or just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that, too. <laughs> potentially, it could be like a, a begin in media res. Yeah, I would suggest starting um, at episode one. Yeah, there you go. Mostly just because Roderick's a very good boy and I'm proud of him. He's a very good boy. He's a good boy. Laura is not a good boy, but I'm still proud of him. Uh, one one final question before we sign off. Um, when you are creating universe and its characters, where do you pull your inspiration from? I'm going to ask you to that real quick. Uh, where, do, where do you guys pull your inspiration from for uh, Roderick, Laura and Alton? Mallory, if, if anywhere. I need some time to think if you want to go first. OK, so for Roderick, it was I wanted basic fantasy person and I thought of um, Prince Charming from Shrek, but nice. then thought, what if he was a good person? And so that's where Roderick came from. Lore, there was a meme um, that I saw that said the text was, what are your views on environmentalism and it was a picture of the lorax and it said i'm the lorax i speak for the trees litter again and i'll break both your knees and that's where the <laughs> lore came from <laughs> lore um, is literally just an asshole version of the lorax in other words you yeah uh in fact his name was literally gonna be laura of the axe but then i thought no he wouldn't use an axe so that would be weird yeah but yep uh mallory do you have anything yet or do you want me to go uh you go like ah i don't know okay i feel like i didn't have any real like a direct like piece of fiction that i drew inspiration from i was just trying to make a character that was very unlike any character that i had played before gotcha and just to try something new but still a halfling Ooh, that that halfling's important. Well, yeah, yes. I meant like more in personality. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, when creating the universe of side character quest, um, I had a few things in mind. Uh, one, which I, I wish I had leaned in harder earlier, um, was that I wanted to be inspired by uh, the southeast, by the region that I grew up in. Um, and I, I feel like I, I feel like I've been doing a better job of that recently. But like. Um, I wish I had started leaning it into it earlier because I feel like if you listen to Roderick's arc and Annie's arc, you'd have to really pay attention to like catch anything of uh, that would hint at this is inspired by Georgia and environs. Um, another thing is that I, I was inspired by uh, I was inspired by a lot of like fantasy that is like that has the that has apocalypse like just sort of on the edge of it and i wanted to do something to subvert that idea and that's all said about say about that um and as far as where i get my ideas for the characters um a lot of different places uh work was inspired by so so one thing that i, I mentioned in passing which i don't know if i did enough to to mention work has a, a cleft palette and that was inspired specifically by uh, Chris Plant of Polygon, who mentioned that um, people with cleft palates like like he has um, 
are always represented very negatively in media. And so I wanted to create a character who was not that a sweet boy. Um, yeah, he's a sweet boy. Uh, uh, there's a character in the, the next episode that's going to air after this episode uh, who was inspired very directly by an episode of Sawbones, uh, which I will not say any more about that. Um, Eli knows what I'm talking about. I know. He knows. <laughs> who knows things now, Mallory? <laughs> uh, there's... Oh, man, what, what, else can I, what else can I say without spoiling things? Not and Iver were very uh, specific. I, I, I decided that I was going to put in a self-insert, so but I wanted to uh, make sure I didn't care about them too much, so I made them real evil assholes. Uh, so Not and Iver are a self-insert of me and my, my twin sister. Uh, and that's all. And all of your yeah. character voices come from the audiobooks of the Mistborn series. Literally every <laughs> single one of your character voices are characters from the Mistborn series. Oh, man. All I of your voices. You will you will feel very proud of yourself when you listen to the segment with uh, Mason. Uh, uh, Mallory, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I feel like another main inspiration for me when creating a character was specifically creating a character that wouldn't be the main character of any story. Like, Oh, that's really true. Like Alton's a cool dude and he's a guild master and all that stuff. But like, he's not like a hero adventurer. Like he's not actively seeking out no. the things around him. Like I just wanted to make like, Nope. I was trying to make a side character just like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Suck up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what I was trying uh, to think of, like, because I was worried that if I made like a fighter or something, I would actively be seeking out conflict and stuff. I I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, cool. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I want to see multiple people in one episode, just just to ruin your life. We've we've done five different final questions. <laughs> uh, yep, I've been Eli. What's your fire emblem house? <laughs> uh, going deer, going deer. My my fire emblem house is uh is is uh, is goose. Goose. Okay, fuck off, Tice. <laughs> please stop. I'm asking politely right now. Please stop. Oh God. I can't do it. All right, guys. Um, let's uh, let's pitter patter on out of here. Da da ba ba da ba. Pop. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Mallory. <laughs> All right. I'm stopping recording. Stopping this <laughs> fucking right, garbage fire. All right. Now that Eli's gone, we can record the real episode. Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.
Hello and welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Erin. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no holds barred f**k, Mary kill. <laughs> yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. Each episode is under 15 minutes and you can find us on the Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. What's your favorite Pokemon? Hey, Mallory, what's your favorite Pokemon? Aerodactyl. Oh, that's cool. Okay. You pass. <laughs> um, fuck, where's the question? This is great podcasting. I know, I'm going to cut all this shit out. Sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be up at five tomorrow. Oh, relax.